I just want to help give kids opportunities. And UX shows kids, a lot of different kids that they have marketable skills, they have something. But I think what I love the most is it shows them that you can solve problems with empathy as a, as a foundation. And I think we need that even more right now. Welcome to the UX of EdTech podcast, an exploration of user experience in the EdTech space. I'm your host, Alicia Kwan, and I look forward to learning with you today. Today, I'm chatting with Belinda Medellin, the Texas 2020 Secondary Teacher of the Year for her region. She's designed multiple programs for her campus, most recently including the first high school user experience four-year pathway in the United States. So hi, Belinda. Welcome to the show. Hi, Alicia. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited. Yeah, super excited. Um, I'm so excited to hear about this course. Can you just, let's just dive right into it. Can you tell me the story of how this UX course became um, a reality and where the idea originated? Sure. So I was lucky to be hired at a new high school in downtown San Antonio called Cast Tech. And they were a new concept. They are an in-district charter school. So they are with the San Antonio Independent School District and then also with the CAST Network, the charter district. And what CAST Network wanted to do was to help San Antonio grow by creating people that can work right after high school, but in these high demand jobs. So the first industry they targeted was technology. And there are a lot of magnet schools, specialty schools that work with tech. But what made CAST different was they wanted to get high school kids certified and with meaningful internships in their junior and senior year. Mm-hmm. So I, three years ago, I'm sorry, 2017, yes, I, was, I signed up and I got the position as a master teacher and was hired to teach digital arts and animation. Um, my, I'll let you know, my undergrad is in musical theater, couldn't find a job. So I went back to school and got my master's in ed tech. And that's how I got into that um, whole world of technology and design and being creative. So the first year um, we opened our school and we had freshmen and I'm teaching digital art animation. And I had that down pat because I had been teaching for almost 11 years already. And I had always been the teacher that did projects. So I was at other schools. I was at Title I schools. I was at very affluent schools. Um, And this school, Cast Network, was entirely about project-based learning. And Mm -hmm. our projects had to have real-world meaning. So one of my final projects was um, I was do a career project. But I wanted the students to have a... Um, a vision board because I love Oprah and Oprah's like all about the vision boards. Yes. Um, so I had them do a digital vision board that they can keep in their portfolio um, for however long that they want and that they have this skill and they can possibly teach incoming freshmen how to do that. And we, I took them onto Glassdoor, um, salary.com, indeed.com so that they see the job market is always changing there's different career titles and mm, I love that. Yes. Real world for sure. Exactly. And one of my students 
he was, um, he's more into the computer science because I forgot to mention at Cast Tech, they had three main pathways, which was computer science, business, and digital media. So one of the students where he knew he wanted to go to computer science, he said, um, how come a graphic designer makes 30000 and then this UX designer makes about 64000 So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking totally different, and the kids were all about the money. So his name was <laughs> Jason Salazar, and he knows I use his name because um, he's going to be a senior this year. And I was like, Jason, that's a great question. And I did not know what a UX designer was. I saw it, and most of the time I saw UX UI. So I decided to, um, this was about during the holiday break, I started researching it. And the more I'm researching, I'm thinking in my head, okay, it has a little bit of graphic design, has a little bit of web design, then it has psychology and it has a little bit of coding. This is what we need to be teaching. This is where the high demand jobs are. These are where the high paying jobs are. And for most of my students, they were mostly Hispanics that, you know, they do graphic design, they do the artwork, but in the technology sector, I, we want, I wanted to get more minorities in there and then females especially. Mm -hmm. So I wrote a proposal during holiday break and sent it to my principal. And I had a very forward thinking principal. Her name is Dr. Melissa Alcala. And I told her, this is what we should be teaching. And here's the why. I gave her all the numbers and everything. And she said, that sounds great. Let's talk. So January, I came back. I talked to her about it. And we had just hired a partnership director. So what was cool about the school was that this partnership director position would help connect teachers with industry people. And that this way, sounds amazing, by the way. I'm <laughs> This school sounds amazing, by the way. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. Like, I, it was hard for me to, to leave. But, um, <laughs> I am still helping out however I can. But um, this partnership director, which most elective teachers like myself, if you were a go-getter, you went and found your own industry partners. And that was just extra. So you did whatever you could for the kids because I wanted to make sure I was teaching skills that they're going to use right out of high school, right out of college. And this partnership director, I, I, that took a load off of me. So I, it was his first day. His name was Amir Samandi. And I said, Hey, Amir, here's what I want to do. And he got on the phone and he called a friend at USAA insurance company. I don't know if you've heard of USAA, okay. um, big insurance company for veterans. And he connected me with two UX designers and we talked and I told them, hey, this is what happened. And I want to see if the kids will actually be able to understand UX. And I was trying to teach myself more about it and learning mm -hmm. about it. So they all decided to do um, during a job shadow day that San Antonio has for the entire city to bring in the UX designers from USAA and have a workshop with the students to see if they understood and if they liked it. Um, so USAA came and the kids loved it. Mm. And that's- How awesome for them to learn from, yeah, industry um, UX designers. Yes. Like from the real world. Mm -hmm. 
being, they're willing. And I know teachers have a lot on their plates. And like I said, elective teachers, we have to find our own industry partners, but just reaching out to them. So many of them are willing and then companies are willing to give them that time. You just have to ask. That's so, okay. So you're the the person then that, that asked, that pushed for, I love how you saw um, something interesting. Well, first of all, I love that it came really from students noticing like, Hey, wait a second, what is this? You know, off of the, the project, the career project that you had them do. And then really out of student inquiry, out of their questions came you questioning and came you researching more and then really connecting them to the direct source, right? Actual designers who are doing this right now and then seeing what happens next. That's awesome. Yeah. What, What happened after that? So after the workshop, we knew we were onto something. So Amir um, helped me meet uh, the UX designers that did the workshop um, because unfortunately that day I was so excited to go see the workshop. I was actually presenting for um, a Texas technology teacher convention in uh, Austin. So he connected me with the people that presented and they were um, Steven Gonzalez, a UX designer at USAA and Jeremy Carney. And we started talking about the idea and I mentioned to Amir and to them, how about we create a UX industry board and we meet to try to create this course Um, because the school Cast Tech had a industry board for computer science, business and digital media. Um, so I created kind of like a mini one with Amir's help. Well, um, they were on board. They're amazing um, people. And it had already been about the summertime. So I saw that in San Antonio, there was a conference called UX Mission, where UX designers around San Antonio are really trying to uplift this growing um, career field and to help people, more people get into it. And I called them and I said, hey, this is what we're trying to do. Can we volunteer um, so that the students can start networking with more UX designers? So we went and because it was the summertime, I sent out an email and, you know, high school kids don't check emails. So let mm-hmm. alone during the summer. <laughs> and one student responded to me and her name was Elena um, Chavez. And she met me at the conference, which was at uh, St. Mary's University, and we volunteered and they were great. They said, do you want to go hear the speakers? And we went to go see some keynote speakers and um, Elena on her own as a freshman went up to the keynote speaker and was telling her what we were trying to do and introduces me to her. So I met Dr. Laura Faulkner, who is the head of UX research for a company called Rackspace. And I was talking to her and I said, hey, would you want to be on our industry board? And she was all in. She's um, Her mission is trying to get more people into UX and more young people. Mm. And then we rounded it out with a um, one of the smaller tech companies that is in downtown San Antonio called Jungle Disc. And we were connected with... Um, Oh my gosh, I can't remember her name. I'm sorry, her first name, Claire <laughs> Remert. Oh my gosh, okay. Claire Remert was doing UX design by herself for the company. And I met with this UX board. We met about three or four times. And 
I was excited to see how UX people work. Right. I'll be honest, I'm intimidated by computer science people. (laughs) Okay, UX people, those are my people. (laughs) Um, This is really cool to think about. I totally agree with you how you said to, you know, just ask and kind of see what happens because um, that's something I've noticed as well, that people, a lot of people, a lot of people in the industry, they desire to help others. You know, people are busy and, you know, we work within constraints, but Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people that want to help, especially um, basically beginners um, come up and come along. And especially um, conversations in the last few months, I think have brought to the forefront just the um, the fact that we need to um, really diversify and help with the equity issues that are in the industry. And so I think that um, you pushing and then even, you know, that student is a great example. Um, her excitement about, you know, the possibility there drew her to ask as well. And mm-hmm. then you created so an industry board. And, and I'm thinking out loud here, too, for teachers um that might be listening and might want to kind of replicate what you've done in their area. Sounds like you, you kind of tested the waters with, you know, your administrator, you brought them some research, Mm -hmm. you tested the waters by doing, you know, a workshop and making some phone calls. And it sounded like there was somebody in the position to do those phone calls to for you at the school and then basically get a workshop going um, and see if it was something that would take, which it did, which of course it did. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, from there, so you said you put together this industry board, Mm -hmm. which I love how there's so many ties to just um, actual designers and you're kind of bridging that gap, right. From education to employment for the kids. So, Okay, so you can kind of, yeah, continue from there. So you've got the industry board put together. Mm -hmm. And we met. And I'm going to be honest for teachers as well. Like I have certifications and degrees and all those credentials. But when I was with these UX designers, I did have imposter syndrome. (laughs) I felt that and I never felt it before. But they were so amazing and welcoming. And after learning Mm -hmm. how empathy plays, that's, what UX design is based around, I was like, I, I see why they're so successful in what they do. And UX designers have that empathy. So they, they're willing to help anybody. So that, that asks in the education world. So I love how you said, you just got to ask. So. Yeah, absolutely. So how did the class go? So, or how did you, what, what did you have to get approved? I mean, you developed standards, right? Right. Um, so out of those industry board meetings, um, we had to come up with, in Texas are called the TEKS, the Texas Essential Knowledge and Skills. And that's for every course that's taught in Texas. And Dr. Faulkner actually um, taught at University of Texas in Austin. So um, me being new to everything and I was like trying to wrap my round, my head around where do I start? She helped me create the framework of how um, the TEKS foundation should be because there's like they it's very technical, technical in the writing. So mm-hmm. we, with all the meetings that we had put together the original framework and then I was able to tweak it with my what I'm used to with teaching. And then I submitted it to the Texas Education Agency. And this was in November of 20. 
2017. I'm trying to think. I 2017 or 18. And um, I will let you know, you have to have tenacity <laughs> because they wanted it to be under the IT field, but UX falls under so many fields and how education is in Texas, and I'm assuming in a lot of other states, they have all these different categories um, for what they teach. And I couldn't really get it into the, um, they have a communications category and then they have an IT category, then they have an AV audio arts category. And I was trying to tell them it fits into everything. Well, for it to fit nicely into one category, I had to give them four different revisions. So Dr. Faulkner started everything off with all the information the entire board put together. And then I had to go back and tailor it to how Texas TEA, that's what it's called, wanted it. And they okay. did not approve it until the last day of school of May in 2018. So, wow, so four rounds of that. Okay. Yeah, it was... Um, I'll be honest, it was a stressful time because I wanted it so bad for the kids. But if you're going to do this, just I, I told myself I couldn't give up for the kids. And then I have my principal was behind me and I actually had some of the other teachers that would help me. My English teachers were looking over the writing. So um, I was mm -hmm. at a school where everyone, they got it. You know, they were mm -hmm. like, we're helping the kids be marketable right after high school. That's so awesome. That's amazing. I love that, that team mindset. <laughs> yeah. So it was, um, it, it was hard, but we did it. And then last year was when we started teaching the class called foundations of user experience design for the okay. class. Okay. Real quick. I'm, I'm curious. So, and for those listening that maybe they're not familiar with kind of the education framework of why standards are, are needed or what, role they play. Do you want to just briefly explain why you had to develop these? Um, this, this list sure. Of and from my understanding as a teacher, it's like um, when you go into teaching, you have to know what you're teaching. But with it being a public school, it has to be approved. Um, so that I guess in my mind, I'm thinking they probably want to do it for equity, but sometimes that always doesn't work out. And um, Texas was different. I know most schools do the common core standards and it's just to have some, um, oh, what's that word? Now I can't think of the word. Some, uh, like, um, everyone's speaking the same kind of. Right. Yeah. Everyone on the same page. Yeah. Right. So, you know, unless you're in a, maybe a private school, you can't just, you know, think of something and then teach whatever you want, you know, necessarily, or kind of go off subject, it mm -hmm. kind of has to, you know, go through these, these hoops of approval. Um, and then in terms of how you get the students there, that's usually open to creativity and, you know, everyone's interpretation. So I guess that just really stood out to me that you were able to work with um, designers to develop standards that from their, from their vantage point, these are things that the students would need to know to kind of enter the workforce, you know, right. and you were able to translate that into something that works in the education world. I mean, I kind of see just two worlds kind of coming together to build that bridge. Um, right. Like you said, for the sake of students, and that does sound extremely hard. I'm 
you know, when you read standards, sometimes just reading them, it's kind of like, okay, is this worded more? Is this worded harder than it needs to be? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I need them to understand yeah. um, because they deal with so many different um, courses, and they wanted me to fit UX in this box, and that was challenging to do. Mm. Mm. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's great that you you developed that. Um, do you, by chance, do you know of an example of one off the top of your head? One of the standards or in how oh, you went about teaching it? One of the teaks, yes. Yeah. So um, there were things that Texas said I had to follow so it could fall into the box of IT. And that's digital citizenship. So almost every um, technology course has that. Um, but trying to do it in a sequential order, that was difficult because the more I learned about UX, I'm like, well, you know, it can start here, but then it could go there. So um, I kind of started with learning what is UX and then um, talking about research and then design thinking and then going into graphic design skills, web design skills, um, psychology, and going into like maybe a little bit of sound design as well. So I wanted to keep it very open so that students can explore a little bit of everything and then see if they wanna continue. Mm -hmm. um, and talking about one of the standards, um, for example, um, one of the standards was they're going to develop initial hands-on design and development skills using professional software. And so they're able to create wireframes uh, using design software to create mobile and application layout design and functions. We at our school, we had Adobe products. So um, Adobe came out with an XD. So I'm mm. gonna, I was um, letting them look at that, but I know the USAA designer said they use Sketch. Mm -hmm. so it just being able to open the kid's mind to here's a program, but if you know this program, you could learn anything else. Mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. So the, those were the kind of teaks, um, the standards that we, we created. And I'm going to be honest, if I can go back, I would fix them right now as well. So if anybody out there wants to do this, I would love to talk to them and tell them, Hey, maybe they don't need this. And, um, mm. And I recommended the course as a sophomore course, but at our school, since we're specialized, we're teaching it at the freshman. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Um, and it makes sense that you have to, you know, make revisions, right? That's, that's the process, right? Doing something for the first time um, yep. and then, yeah, making revisions and teachers and designers, right? Do the, do the same thing. You know, you teach something and then, all right, I'm going to make a note for next year. Exactly. That, that was that needs to change. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how did the class go? Um, how did your high school students take it? And do you want to actually explain? So this was the freshman class, and then there was three other classes, right, that are kind of in the works as well. Right. So um, I wrote the teaks and got them approved to teach the freshman class last school year, uh, the 1920 school year, and. I wanted to get a follow-up class approved and Texas Education Agency said, hey, just turn in one class at a time because if you turn in more than one, the possibilities of it being approved 
are not going to be good. So um, I started the process for another class called Advanced User Experience Design. And, um, and that was in November of 20, um, 2020. And it just got approved in May. I'm sorry, in 2019. And then I just got it approved in May. So there is a follow-up mm. course. And I'm going to submit in November for um, an internship course called the Practicum in UX Design. So I'm hoping they'll okay. be in May of 21. Okay. So it's fundamentals of UX and then advanced principles of UX and then a third course and then the practicum? Um, the third course, actually, um, for our school, we recommended um, digital arts and animation because it's such a small school. Mm. They don't have too many teachers. But my hope was kids would understand that, you know, UX is like this umbrella and you have all these specialties underneath it. And then if they were at a larger high school, they could decide, well, I think I want to go into, you know, the, um, the research part of it and then go with a class that will help them um, mm. solidify those skills. Or I want to go into the UI part of it. So I'm going to take digital graphics or, um, but at our school, they didn't have that, but we've uh, partnered with University of Texas in San Antonio. So if the students chose the UX pathway, they have to take the foundations freshman year, advanced UX design sophomore year, junior year, the um, digital arts and animation, and along with AP psychology at the college, at the university. And also a communications class. Okay. So they're getting college credit as a junior for their speech class and for psychology. This sounds so cool. Like I, I wish I could be there type <laughs> of a type of a school. Um, that it's amazing. It's, it's so amazing. And um, the fact that you, yeah, that you had to kind of build it and put it together, but it's there now and you not even being there, but now it's something that people can continue to grow and build um, yes. Do you have any favorite moments um, in the class this last year? Oh my gosh, I have so many. So <laughs> um, <laughs> when I was trying to get the UX course approved, I was still teaching, I mixed UX concepts in my digital art class. So the current seniors and juniors who didn't have foundations, they still had um, the concept of UX. And then freshman year, I was able to have an intern because I said at junior and senior year, Cast Tech starts the internships. And I had a student who was really quiet and she said, you know what? I think I want to be a teacher, but I think I want to do UX. And we got her to be my intern. Her name was Callisto Olivares. And she was teach learning how to teach with, um, I did blended learning and project-based learning and personalized learning models while learning how to teach something new in UX. So I am trying to get it in more high schools and I was accepted to present at the Texas Computer Education Association Conference in Austin. And I asked Calista, would you wanna go and present with me to try to teach teachers how to teach UX? So um, I took her awesome. and I took Elena Chavez cause she's really helped with UX and she was she's very involved. And then a brand new um, sophomore named Kirsten Dannenberg 
I took them to Austin with me and they presented. And at first they were so scared, but they did a workshop just like I was doing in class that Callista was helping me out with and that Kirsten was in that class learning. So it was so much fun. The teachers had fun and seeing the students blossom. But um, I also took, and this was, this was the highlight. I mean, the freshman class was great. They were getting it. Even when COVID happened, we were still learning um, online. But I had wanted to take six juniors to Savannah College of Art and Design because I saw their UX um, bachelor's program that Google helped them design. And I know I want to keep my kids in Texas, but I want to help them be highly marketable. So Cast Network um, helped take those students um, they paid for everything and this was when we were coming back that's when they shut everything down for covid but these were school kids from a title one school that were so shocked and surprised with the program and i'm hoping some of them will go to scad but um Mm. that was the best part that they saw the big picture. I mean, they, they already bought in, they were helping me out. They were, um, the school gives a lot of tours. So they were telling people about the UX program and they were getting hands on projects to do, but that was, that was amazing. And I'm hoping um, that every year cast can send some kids to Savannah college of art and design. Oh man, that is, that is so amazing. That's like, the, the stuff that, you know, as teachers, we kind of dream of, you know, we want to see those, those tangible kind of returns and see our students kind of be able, or at least have the opportunity to take the yeah. next step. Yeah. Um, I'm like still pinching myself. I'm like, I can't believe I did that. And it was because <laughs> I asked and I was tenacious and I didn't want to give them a reason to say no. So I'm like, mm. I gave them all the proposals they wanted, the whys and, you know, mm. Oh, that's awesome. So what are your hopes for the, the future of um, high school students and, and UX? You know, what what's kind of next for you? I know you're working on um, finishing up the course pathway. Yes. So um, I'm going to put in the proposal to TEA for the practicum of UX design so that their senior year they can have internships. Um, they're having internships now, but it's under the practicum of IT. So um, I just really want to get it focused. Um, I did leave teaching in January because I wanted to um, help more people learn about UX. I wanted to help more teachers and students just with project-based learning, blended learning, and to see what I saw worked at Cass Tech. Um, and I took a job with Bulb um, Digital Portfolios because through all of this work, I'll be honest, I hate worksheets. I'm not a unit person. I want the students um, to show me what they know. They're all so different. Like, and everybody has these stories. I was a C student in high school and I did pretty well for myself. So I wanted my kids to know that they're more than just a letter grade. And with um, Bulb, I loved how it was sleek in design and, um, I had used so many different things for portfolios because they're always telling elective teachers, oh, they have to graduate with a portfolio. And at this school, they had to graduate portfolio. And I was like, this is easy. It's fast and it's great for kids. Um, 
So I was asked to join them and I left teaching, which was hard to do and especially for the kids, but I wanted to be um, a role model for the kids or not necessarily a role model, but a leader for them to see it's okay to take risks and it's okay to keep moving forward. Um, and I'm just, just don't forget where you came from and who you helped. And talking about risk, um, unfortunately, I was furloughed on Thursday with Bulb. They're a great company, but with COVID and everything happening, I, I completely mm. understand. But I went on with them with the idea they, that they would let me do consulting on the side. So I'm still trying to get UX in high schools, um, just get opportunities. And the funny thing is, I had a private school in San Antonio called in Wor Incarnate Word High School that they were starting a UX club and through a foundation called Cyber Texas, they got in contact with me through Amir Samandi at Cass Tech and they said, would you want to do this? I told them the story. They were excited. But what made me excited was their principal um, is the one who started this and with a leader who thinks that forward mm. their school is going to do great things and her name is dr um oh my gosh dr downey and she uh um, it's funny because i grew up in indiana and she was in indiana so we were excited she saw the vision she wants to get her students ready for the jobs that are here now and in the future so i'm going to start working with them um to get the UX club going and hopefully maybe get UX design as a class there. So um, wow. I, I see her part of the narrative. And um, one thing I forgot to add, when I started this um, cast was being, um, they were working with UTSA in order to produce um, teachers of the future. And I was, able to work with a professor named Dr. Carmen Fees, and she wanted to do an action-based action research study with some of the teachers, and we started it with the UX design stuff. So she finished her research um, a little bit before COVID, but then I reached out to her and said, hey, Incarnate Word High School is going to want to do this. So we're continuing her research a little bit before she tries to get it published as well. Wow. So, man, so many connections and it's, it's kind of all coming together. So you're, you're kind of, you know, blazing forward with helping high school students, right? Helping schools, I'd say, um, develop UX courses and, you know, you're kind of starting locally and I imagine it's going to keep, it's going to kind of, your radius is just going to get larger and larger, right? As far as, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was, um, um, just talking in, in our last episode with Suge about his UX course, and he's, you know, targeting um, kind of a younger age group right now on a yes, global I scale. I was so excited, and I reached out to him already. I was like, hey. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, that's so great. Yeah, we have to do that. Just stay connected. Um, and um, we kind of talked a little bit about just imagining the future. You know, imagine if, you know, every high school or um, – the majority of high schools had this UX pathway mm -hmm. and, you know, high schoolers were graduating, um, having experience already in the industry um, and then being able to kind of pivot that direction and choose what pathway would be best for them, whether that's, you know, continuing in um, with 
university level education or um, working right away, just kind of figuring out what pathway is best for them. And, you know, not just in UX, of course, but just that apprenticeship model, um, more of that in all schools, I think, and in, in many other subjects, I think is so important. But um, gosh, it's exciting to think about the problems that would be solved um, and the things that would be created. You know, you think five years from now, 10 years from now, um, mm thinking about the year 2035, you know, what is, you know, society going to be like, um, putting in the work, you know, you mentioned that you're, you know, you're being honest, it's not easy. It was not easy. It, it sounds very challenging. Um, the things that you have to do to kind of pull this together and connect everyone. Uh, but, you know, the, the rewards, the dividends, it just seems, um, immeasurable in, in one sense, right? You know, priceless to see, you know, the students get the opportunities even this last year. Oh, yeah. And then and then to think forward, you know, what their futures are going to look like. And then to see this get replicated, you know, in other schools or with, you know, the club that you mentioned. And um, it's just really, really exciting. Um, I'm just, yeah, I, I think you're amazing. And I'm just so inspired by your work. And, um, you know, we talked a little bit you know, before, beforehand, how, you know, I've done um, a short little workshop um, with some students um, at my previous school and kind of the same thing. It's like, I learned about UX and as teachers, you, you see such an amazing opportunity. You want your students to like know about it. You want yeah. them to have, you know, a shot at it and you see their creativity. You see, you know, the brilliance in them that they, maybe they don't even know in themselves and you just want to you know, bridge that gap, exactly what you've done. And so I'm super, super inspired by what you've done. And I hope that um, the right people, you know, I'm just hoping the right people will hear this and hear your story and um, connections will be made. Um, how can people connect with you? So um, LinkedIn is the best place. And um, so my first name is Belinda, my last name Medellin. That's harder for some people. It's M-E-D-E-L-L-I-N. Um, or you can reach out to me. I'm going to, I'm going to give everyone my phone number because I am excited about this. So if you can reach out to me at 210-896-6311. And um, I, I just want to help give kids opportunities. And UX shows kids, a lot of different kids that they have marketable skills. They have something. But I think what I love the most is it shows them that you can solve problems with empathy at the, as a foundation. And I think we need that even more right now and in the future. Mm. I totally, totally agree. Um, I, I'm right there with you. And um, I would love it if you are listening to this episode that you would reach out to Belinda um, if you're excited about what she's doing. Um, whether you're um, a teacher, educator, or whether you're on the design side, the UX side in the industry, you want to, you know, draw connections. Um, I'm also looking at doing something similar. I'm in California. And um, if you're in the digital media arts as a teacher, again, or in the industry, um, please reach out to us. Uh, we would love to to work on this um, and continue this this type of work. This is this is kind of the sweet spot. This is like exactly um, why I've um, wanted to even develop a podcast and um, try to do the work that I'm doing um, is for things like this. And ultimately, um, you know, students is 
is what we do so much of our work for. So um, super excited. Please reach out to us. Uh, we would love to connect with you. So thank you, Belinda, just for everything that you've you've done there. Um, if you are um, listening, check out the show notes for ways to connect with Belinda. Um, I'm also placing a link to send in a voice message to me about your thoughts on this podcast. If you have any perspectives or stories that you want to share, please feel free, free to reach out to me that way. Or you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at UX underscore EdTech or LinkedIn as Alicia Kwan. This is the UX of EdTech podcast, an exploration of user experience in the education technology space. I look forward to learning with you next time.